This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Well, I got it. Heaven! Damn it! I have a crush on every boy! I'm a virgin! Hillary Gump? It's me. This is so good! What is it Yep. I'm a fan of I'm just killing Sicario. Works. You, you don't even, you're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin is. Oh. <laughs> wow. Matt, Matt, you're, big, you're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin is. Uh, you don't was, even know what Ritalin is. That was an interview for a movie called War of the Worlds from 17 years ago. Uh, and that was, of course, Tom Cruise on the Today Show, speaking to the now disgraced Matt Lauer. Welcome to Good Christian Fun, I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline, I'm glib. And I'm I'm glib too, because I believe in medication. I think it's good. Oops. I think you should be on it sometimes. Do you even know what Ritalin is? Yeah, it's like a fun pill that you makes don't. your bad feelings into good feelings, right? <laughs> it's a magic pill. We should go to the Museum of Psychology on Hollywood Boulevard. Is there a museum of psychology? It's a Scientology run museum <laughs> about the horrors of it might be psychiatry. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, we should go hit that up. That's a good app. That's an app right there. Psychiatry is the big bad thing that Tom Cruise was railing against in that interview. Uh, yes. as, as per the um <laughs> as per the tenets of his <laughs> faith, which we're not here to make fun of. We're very respectful of Scientology on GCF. ST. Yeah, we 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 are not gonna be SPs on GCF. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh we already got, you know, one, two, three people on Squirrel Patrol, including Dexter. That's right. So Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies. And the entertainment made for, made by, made about, made to, made from Christians, Christianity, people of the faith. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to be glib. We are going to be <laughs> glib today uh, about all manner of things. We're basking in the sort of post-fireworks of a July 4th that felt really bad for everyone we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of getting back into it and going north of the border to Canada for a song called Lakes of Canada by a band called The Innocence Mission. Now, Caroline, when you heard the band name The Innocence Mission, what's the first thing that came to mind? Uh, YWAM. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because it did kind of sound like The Innocence Project or To I Love on Her Arms. Oh, what is The Innocence Project? The Innocence. Oh, boy. This is where I got to Google. The- I was Googling Innocence Mission and Project came up and I was like, hmm. No, the oh, well, the like that. The Innocence Project. It's a five hundred one nonprofit legal organization oh. committed to exonerating individuals who have been wrongly convicted. Nice. Your Curtis Flowers, if you will. Right. Your um, Robert Durst, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> They're committed to clearing his Good name. Good people. At one point, at some point, with DNA mm. evidence, but and this song is releasing us from 
the prison of bad vibes. That's true. Yeah, that's right. We're getting exonerated from our own bad vibes of July 4th. And we're taking it north to the border, but we're going to take a road trip with a friend and a special guest. Friends and folks, you may know him from his podcast, The 155 Podcast. Give it the hell up for Josiah Hughes! What's up, you guys? What's up? Hey! Welcome to the show. Hello. A boot. It's It's been so hard to sit here listening to you talk about Scientology this whole time because uh, I've been corresponding with you with our very uh, disorganized and poorly run podcast email address. Oh, yeah? Of which all of our listeners know the email address and have just abused it relentlessly. And so one of the things that I haven't unsubscribed from because it's so funny is actually like I'm our email is in some kind of Scientology uh, mail. So a since, newsletter? Yeah. Since I clicked into the Zoom call, I got a new email from them, actually. Oh, what was that? What was the subject line? So our podcast used to be called Blink-155. We used to talk about every Blink-182 song until uh-huh. we ran out. It's kind of a straight rip-off of Gilmore Guys, to be honest. No, well, that's what some people have said. And I well, think they were, we're a rip-off, to too. Some people have said we were a rip-off <laughs> of, uh, you know, in a way, we were a rip-off of podcasts that come before us. Uh, you're not going to name who pending litigation. No, I, like. I really can't. I, and I was very dodgy by not naming names just now. I was like, Trademark. yeah, there's shows. Beep. Yes. So, so like our email address, because it's too hard to change, is blink155pod mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. something. I'm not going to tell you which uh, service provider. It's Earthlings, pretty easy to guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it says, it's been signed up. It says, are you ready for your next online course? And then like the, the preview text or header of the email says blink, comma. Are you ready to take your next tools for life online course? And then there's something about the emotional tone scale course. Ooh. Uh, so I haven't gone so deep. And the thing is, my wife actually has always been really obsessed with Scientology as well. Okay. To the point where like, I feel like she'll be curious in an ironic way, but then I might lose her forever. Like, right. I'm just always like, let's not, let's maybe not, like when we're in LA, we always go take a picture of the big sign. Sure. And then we're like, let's not go too close. To the sign. I don't Dancing wanna, on the I edge don't of, they have some yeah, good ideas. You're going to be scrubbing the floors and then I'm going to lose you. It always starts as a joke. I did unfollow Scientology on Twitter because I was afraid for, for that same yes. reason. I'm either getting sucked I mean, in or being put on a list of like, these you know, squirrels follow the account ironically and need to be right. dealt with and taken <laughs> exactly. care of. They can tell. Exactly. They have I mean, the technology. I, yeah, they I, have all sorts of technology. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we're probably going to talk about it this week. I feel like my, I, I am, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm an irony. I love irony and I loved it before it was popular and I loved it before it had a bad rep. Yes. And I'm still stuck loving it at this point. I can't help <laughs> myself. And in fact, I think the ultimate irony is that we're going to be talking about like a very earnest and sweet and beautiful song that I love. So yes. that's like the deepest new level of irony for me to be doing that on a podcast because that's not usually <laughs> how sincerity. I roll. That's yeah. just yeah. loving something. Um, so I feel I feel like that I understand the Scientology thing because even like something like for example a Jack Chick tract yes. is like. Caroline's namesake. So, Caroline's mm, maiden name being Chick, and it was her dad that started. <laughs> it was your dad. <laughs> no, yeah. Amazing. Canonically on this podcast, <laughs> we've decided that's true. It's like obviously reprehensible, lots of it, but there's something kind of beautiful. If you look at the art, even just the phrase somebody goofed is like that's a beautiful phrase. Somebody a beautiful goofed. Turn up phrase. It's <laughs> like so good. Wait, is this a tagline for one of the chick tracks? Is somebody that's goofed? the I think that's one of the most famous ones. It's like a guy. 
got too addicted to partying and then he ends up in hell. And <gasps> I think I think Satan is like somebody goofed. I can't remember. Satan that's says like, somebody goofed. Yes, that's true. I, yeah, yeah, it is true. Yeah, somebody so, goofed. There it is. Like, <laughs> it's I so love good. that. Oh, and they're laughing. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I goofed all my way my way to hell. Yeah. How is that I, not I the name is, of a podcast? Well, I think I, what I was about to say is that we're going to change this tagline of we're not here to make fun of you and to make you go to church, but we are goofing <laughs> our way to hell. Someone say goof. <laughs> oh, gosh. The eternal damnation. <laughs> we're these things right now. <laughs> Max, you don't want to go where I'm going. I always feel like I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm like two or three days away from another Scientology deep dive after like the book came out and going clear and documentary. Like I was in it for a long time, and so honestly, well, you weren't in it. it I, 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 again, it's hard to tell at yeah. some point, you know. And so I feel like if your wife and I ever hung out, yeah, we would just like hold yeah. hands and walk into the church and never come back. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like so it was like probably ten years ago we went to UCB in LA like uh wherever there's like a celebrity Scientology center across the street it's like the castle one we got there way too early and it's so beautiful so we're like let's go wander around and then we thought that we were like being cheeky and sneaking around (laughs) and that and the security guard was coming over I'm like oh he's gonna kick us out and instead he like started handing us literature and I'm like we need to go oh my gosh (laughs) we had a similar experience I don't know if you were with me I don't remember because we used to go there all the time but um I think I was maybe with Nate but we did the same thing of like like, ooh, let's like poke our head in here and like wander around. I see the security guard walk over. He's about to like sk- skedaddle and he just wants to chat. And so we just h- talked for a while and he told us like, that's yeah, you. that's the that's the floor that uh, Katie Holmes used to stay in. Um, she was trapped with Tom. <laughs> we were like, oh my God. <laughs> Not good. But he was like, but they're all good people here. You know, everyone's super nice. Yeah, the day, everyone whatever. takes care of each other. What? No, don't make it folksy. That's the mo- that's the worst part is Tom Cruise is like the coolest he's ever been right now. Like I he know. keeps like saying like incredible quotes and talking about <laughs> going to the movie. Like oh what is he gosh. like goes to his local theater every week? Like he's so cool. Yeah, he sees he a movie a day. He he okay. dresses up in costume and in disguise so he can go see you know Minions, Rise of Gru. Yeah. <laughs> I love he's minions. So, yeah. He's so cool. He's he so cool. cool. We were tracking it. So Caroline and I sort of participated in a low-key cruise-a-thon yesterday in honor of America's least chill movie star. And we watched a, a Tom Cruise movie and a few YouTube videos. I will say, after doing my own little research into it, as so many anti-vaxxers have done, it it is chilling how much the it shifted from that disastrous War of the Worlds press tour in 2005 in which he was like, no, psychiatry is bad and pills are bad and the technology of study. And now the, all the poll quotes are, yeah, I love flying. <laughs> it is, I'm actually a pilot. That, the edges have been sanded down to, I, I am evil Knievel, I'm cinema's savior, and he's right about that, and it's no true. other personality remains. There's even a Rolling Stone interview from 1990, or excuse me, it's a Playboy interview, and he talks about uh, portraying Ron Kovic in uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Ron Kovic was the Vietnam veteran uh, who was left disabled after uh, after the war, and then became like a, a veteran advocate. And he and Cruz talked about how passionate he was about it. He's like, I didn't serve, but if I did, I hope I would have turned out like Ron Kovic. And you know, this is the darker side of what Top Gun was. 
And, uh-huh. you know, Top Gun was just like an arcade game. It was like a little fantasy of America. That's why we didn't make Top Gun 2 or Top Gun 3 or oop. Top Gun 4. And oop. <laughs> Oh my god. He's like, Obviously we would have never done that. And then now he's just like fully leaning into military propaganda. He but loves Top it. Top Gun 2 is so good and too. It's, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And again, it Kevin and I are enlisting after we finish the record. Well, yeah, it's like you want to sign up for the Navy and the Sea Org. Both. Yeah, you know? the it's like both. You just merge it into one beautiful Fighting. place called the Church of Scientology. Fighting the same enemy. I know, I know. It's- I do think that that's part of the appeal of Scientology for Tom is like the military cosplay they do it's all the hierarchy. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like oh, literally putting so on Navy good. uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. But uh, Josiah, that's Tom's faith history. We'd love to know more about yours and your faith history, your testimony, and where you came up with 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 religion and Christ and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, my parents are um, currently pastors, and wow, both I same church. Up, yeah, they planted a church together, and nice. they're like, uh, I grew up. I mean, my name is Josiah, so that's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah, that's like, kind of that's kind of like pretty straightforward, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's kind of a big one. Uh, so even like in high school, people were like, uh, "What are you Amish or something?" And I always thought that was a weird thing to say. But I mean, it's kind of an Amish name. I think I Jebediah wish, is what they were. I thinking wish back of. then I had thought to say like, "Oh, are you Amish?" I could be like, "I have no way of looking it up." Like uh, pretend that we don't have technology. That's you know? true. So no twenty three <laughs> me back then. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I I mean I I was raised going to church. And like, you know, flannel graphs, something I'm thinking about a lot this week because we've been talking about MXPX on our show and I'm just thinking about like youth group culture and stuff. But flannel, like definitely like lots of Sunday school. We moved to Scotland when I was a little kid because my dad did his PhD there in like Old Testament. Like he he like wrote a thing on uh, the book of Exodus or something. Nice. Like he's like a he's like a true head. Like he's I think he's like seen the Dead Sea Scrolls before. Like he <laughs> knows that shit he's right. inside him. out. Yeah, so um, so yeah, we lived over there, and we went to like a, uh, I think it was Baptist, but it was like we kind of lived in a fairly rundown neighborhood of Edinburgh, uh, and I remember like the church had like a cool pastor, like nice. this was in the '90s, uh, and they had like raves at the church. Like I wow. I remember being a little kid and seeing like what now looks like a, a like climax or something or like a like a rave movie like it was a a church thing there was like a big painting of jesus with all these like uh rave lights and everything so that was like yeah because my dad was like really into like um larry norman and uh you know one of his good friends growing up who i actually don't even know his real name i only know him as bongo because when they were like stoners they played bongo drums on some trash cans (laughs) in one day Uh, and he now is part of uh, Japuza in like the place that used to run Cornerstone Festival in Chicago. That's Jesus People USA. It's like this hippie commune that developed Jesus. into this uh, like outreach thing. So I kind of like I, I feel like my roots are like in this kind of like long haired cool pastor kind I was of gonna vibe. say uh, yeah very yeah. much like not um you know our classic American evangelicalism is what I'm hearing, especially when you're. Mixing in the the UK, 
those photos. Yeah, exactly. Very un-American. So that, so that, I mean, that's the first part of it. And <laughs> then the second part. Around. Bongos I don't even feel comfortable saying the name of that conference you just said out loud. So I, it is As a, a man, I try crew. not to point out the Japuzo when it is visible oh on another person. Uh, I think it is rude. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. So, girl. Uh, well, I mean, then the very exact opposite was then my so my dad was like you know he's like he's like a european christian guy going to church raves and like pounding pints with his cool everyone has an one earring and they like love bono and stuff <laughs> and then uh he got a job in british columbia in canada which is where we're from originally so we moved back to canada but he got a job at trinity western university which is in the pacific northwest you might have heard of it it's like very controversial christian university where like a lot of I think I'm, I think like, like the kids of the people who run 100 Hunt Street go there or like stuff like that. It's like very like, what, what is that? It, it was like, like Christian daytime TV and stuff. I would meet people who are like, yeah, my mom, it's like Christian shopping network almost or something. Oh, weird. Like, it's okay. very, it's like very evangelical yeah. uh, school. Uh, what was the controversy at that college? I think you had to sign a thing that said in order to work there or go there, you had to sign a thing that said, you will never drink or do drugs or have sex outside of marriage. Damn. Uh, and then it's like a whole gay marriage inside. thing now. They're all fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's all like inside or all, outside of marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, outside. Just it, it must have been outside. The thing is, I didn't sign it. Um, but but anyway, so my dad taught there for a long time. But he was like the cool long hair European guy. So he was like, I remember this was still the '90s when I was like in my early teens. He like, like I remember, I'm from the era of like. The Matrix being the main allegory for uh, Jesus, yes. essentially. Yes. yes, I think we Not were all like, christened in that era. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. So I remember that, and then I remember like the reaching for pop culture references. My dad was like, "I'm going to go a step further," and he used to do this talk called like the Gospel and Train Spotting, and he would like use the movie Train Spotting. Wow. And I don't even know how he did it. Like I was too young to even <laughs> see. I don't know how he did it, but he did it somehow. Without Christ, um, we're all that baby in the crib. Oh <laughs> yeah, God. Exactly. I don't know. Damn. So it's like that kind of stuff. And then, like, this is in the Pacific Northwest, Tooth and Nail Records popping off. Yes. I learned about music through, like, so my dad was a professor. I was friends with all the older students, and I would go to, like, there's people booking shows there all the time. And I saw, like, that's how I saw my first punk and hardcore bands. Um, and then I learned about music through that. And I, I don't know if it was because of that era or the school or maybe just in general, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've realized like, cause I'm, my background is like punk and hardcore music. I've realized a lot of people do have like kind of a secret Christian past that they're like, you'd learn how to tune mm -hmm. guitar on a worship team or something, you know, yeah. but then you're like, kind of like, you're like, you don't want to talk about it later on. Uh, but I've always just found it really interesting and I've kind of loved talking about it. So I've spent years talking about like Bible verses pretending to be talking about Blink-182 and bumping everyone yeah. out because I Hell think yeah. it's I just think it's like an interesting sort of tension of like it's interesting to me how everyone who's into punk music or underground music is inherently probably going to have someone call them a poser but then you add in this other element of growing up Christian and growing up with church is like a very hilarious kind of tension and irony to that that is <laughs> I think endlessly interesting so um yeah so that's why you know I sent you a whole list of songs we could talk about mm -hmm, today mm -hmm. and I so I have all I have all this knowledge of like very esoteric 
weird Christian music that only like ten people know about. Uh, I know. I usually, when we when we ask guests, like, oh, what song would be most interesting or would be fun to talk about, or if they don't have anything in mind, we'll just pick something that we think would be fun. Uh, they'll usually say like, oh, this thing is kind of interesting or like give you like maybe one, maybe two examples. Josiah sent a list of seven with accompanying paragraphs wow. of why each would be fascinating and for what reasons oh my gosh. to, to in, like interrogate. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, we can launch our somebody goofed vertical and go through all of them. Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> the somebody goof vertical is going to be taken off this summer. I'll read it. Yeah. So I feel like I... <laughs> so I was like big in I was like in the depths of kind of Jesus not religion world and um mm. you know like Vim Vendor's film screenings or like you know like th- like artful serious Christian stuff. Uh I've also seen Delirious like 3 times at least yes. uh, who I feel like, you know, I call them Delirio 5 cuz Delirio 5 qu- Delirio 5? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's I'm pretty right. sure I'm pretty sure, like, the guy that designed the Trinity Western yearbook in, like, 99 did such a, like, funky, bright orange modern design that, like, Delirio 5 hired him to do, like, their, their <laughs> graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. And also, because also, like, the, where we lived and where the school was was, like, the epicenter of the vineyard, which is, like, before Hillsong. That was, yeah. like, I've been to people's houses oh, where they have, like, platinum records on the wall because they wrote, like... No, I will not be shaken, but I don't want to say which song. I don't want to out who who I'm who I'm laughing at. But Something I mean, I just like thought it was that. hilarious. It's like a worship song. You have a platinum record, like you're fucking. <laughs> I don't know. It's just insane. Quincy Jones, which yeah. has to happen less now. Yeah, I don't think you go platinum in that <laughs> genre at all. I don't think even like Reckless Love doesn't get to platinum. I, to be honest, I'm a little out of the loop with that whole world. Yeah. But um, I noticed even like early 2000s, it was hard to torrent worship music. I mean, mm-hmm. people were really buying that shit. They're not they're not uh, sharing it peer to peer. So maybe there's still some cash being spent. Yeah. Around. Well, you wouldn't steal a car. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. That's that true. reminds me. Well, we said that no one had got a platinum. Who was it that we had? Um, studied on this show that was like this, this song is the most listened to song like in all of human history or something like oh, that. Oh, that was Chris Tomlin. Yes, Chris Tomlin. He <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I feel like he probably has gone platinum. <laughs> And if his claims oh, yeah. are to be believed. He, I think he has too. <laughs> but yeah, I think in the 2020s, that's a tougher roto. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. True. That was way back when. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been uh, like, so I guess the long and short of it is I, I never really had like a like annoying reddit atheists era or anything like that but Mm -hmm. i i haven't really changed the fundamentals of it but i don't really participate in the culture too much anymore i don't really go to church or anything but if someone said are you a christian would you be like no or no probably not i would probably just like be like well, you know, I'd be like, let me buy you a beer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like some, like, Conversation. Some, some David Bazan shit. Yeah. No, I would just... Yeah, page yeah I, I don't think I would say no, but uh, I would probably... No, I would probably be like, let's not talk about this right now. <laughs> I know. I would hide my light behind a bushel. Or yeah, that's it. right. <laughs> oh, behind the bushel, not even under it. I don't, just rem- like, I see, I don't like remember. A it. poorly hidden light that's behind the I bushel. I have about still seven or eight bushels stacked over. <laughs> what, what's it like for you to uh, visit your parents' church if you do? 
these days? Uh, I don't mind it at all. Like what I, the only thing that I, I feel awkward about is like just my parents love for me to meet all their friends constantly and oh. just always even back then it was like I was always my dad was the cool professor so I was always meeting like all of his students when I was like 14 which was sick and that's how I learned about so much cool stuff and I made a lot of friends that I still have to this day but it's just kind of like they're very social and I'm just like I kind of just want to look at my phone <laughs> yeah that's but, but I, you're speaking Caroline's language yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to get but in I, the scene. I like so I haven't been to, other than their church, which I go to, you know, if I'm visiting and we don't live in the same city, but I haven't been to like normal church too much. There was like a long period when my wife and I were first married, which we got married a long time ago. Which was it a Christian wedding? Since. Did you have a Christian? Of course. Yeah, of okay. course. And and I mean like I've been married for seventeen years and I'm uh, turning 37 this year so that's another along with my name it's kind of a telltale <laughs> telltale sign <laughs> yeah uh, math lady yeah, gift people right were now. saying now but yeah. when we when we were first when we were first married we were like oh let's find our own church mm-hmm. let's like let's like find a church and it, and plug I mean, in I, it was so fun like they did we would like go to one. I feel like we're gonna have to write a movie about this or something or a TV show. Like we would like go to one church and it would be the annual budget meeting and everyone would be fighting and like screaming. It was our first <laughs> it's time. Awesome. Oh my god! And then we'd go to we went to another one and there was like, so this is like 2005. <laughs> there was like a visiting worship team and they were singing some kind of original worship song about how fucked up the world is. Oh. And I swear to God, underneath the lyrics. There was footage of 9/11 <gasps> happening in Canada oh, yeah. too. And I was like, in Canada, like, the amount of times that we were just like cry laughing and people oh, were glaring at us because we were just like trying came out on the weirdest week possible every <laughs> yes, time. Exactly. That's well, so and, and this is a very common a, a very common criticism or plea from the pulpit of churchgoers is don't be consumers. Don't go to church mm-hmm. just saying like, what's in it for me? Like a little audience member that said yeah. the process of finding the church that you will belong to and having zero investment at all and just like a little sampling platter, a little 9-11 worship song here, <laughs> a little esoteric thing there is so fun. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I mean, churches it's, act like you really great. need to like be there for months to get the vibe and it's like you can probably pick it up on like day one or two you know like of course your friends will be different by the time you've been there for a while but like yeah you can get a pretty big yes or no it's pretty confusing and and it's also just like it feels like everything else it's like so meta too like church seems to be about church so much it's yeah like every, or like everything i mean not probably not i don't know who knows what they're on about now but i just like if hearing the phrase like the emerging church like i don't even want to know what that fucking means i don't care about that <laughs> debate or the all church that stuff. within like, the church that's and the then, from the past yeah but then all those people like that i knew from the christian university they all became like not it's not even like it's not even the worst to me was like becoming post-christian where it's like you're still going to events but it's like you're still reading books and basically having bible studies but all about like how you don't believe in it it's like just chill like just stop then why you still want the rich like just you know yeah. everyone else watches cartoons yeah on i would describe that as like, like, just like being obsessed with an ex-girlfriend you know like just keep yeah. talking about how how yeah. wrong it was for and, like years on end and josiah we agree with you that said tickets for the gcf live show <laughs> are up now coming to your town. Yeah, just 20 dollars plus fees um. oh my god yeah because i'm actually so i'm a huge like bazan head i've saw page of the line so many times in like 99 when i was you know a teenager 
he played at Trinity or he played all around. I've seen him so many times. And then I personally, even though like I totally get it, I was just like, I don't want to listen to all these albums about how you're mad at the church. Like that's so mm. boring to me. Because mm-hmm. also like everyone's mad at the church, and I get it. And I obviously you should be. Like it's fucked up in so many ways. But right. I don't know. It's just like yeah, I agree. It's like the ex girlfriend thing. So yeah, um, and that's why on GCF we don't want to be mad at the church. We want to be goofy at the church. We're goofing on <laughs> yeah, it. Somebody goofed. <laughs> we, we, somebody goofed. We're diving and it's in. Us. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. But, but but I agree with you that the uh, even just from like yeah a, like a audience or a consumer uh, perspective that the most interesting thing is not someone's anger. It's always more for me, and that's what you know. And I tr- we try to be mindful of that when when doing this show too. Is like. Yeah, like the the anger can take you so far and it can be useful and entertaining, especially the righteousness of it can be in some ways. But it is more fun to pick pick it apart from yeah. like a like a more compassionate lens of humanity, hopefully, and seeing the things where it's like, "Oh, you know, this is actually kind of good except for the fact that, you know, like like yeah. like to try to to try to approach it from that." Anyway, well, that's, that's like a goal, that's what I, but who knows. That's what I was getting at saying. So we haven't gone to church in so long and then I did go to like kind of a hip church for a funeral actually uh, fairly uh, a couple of years ago and I was like yes they still have the plexiglass in front of the drums like that's only a church thing you never see that at a <laughs> show or anything because everyone at church doing worship is like obsessed with like nailing the mix like everyone's too obsessed with, yeah, with uh, the and mix the volume. And, <laughs> and I was always getting in fights with people because I would be 16 and they'd be turning down my guitar nonstop and I'm like <laughs> trying to and that, so I learned this trick that I've actually playing in punk band. my dad taught me this trick that I've even playing in punk bands remembered where you just turn your guitar halfway down or more and the sound guy sets his mix and then when it's when the set starts you just turn Hell it up yeah. on your guitar oh my gosh like a like, horse yeah. that's inhaling when you put the saddle on it <laughs> wait you know what, this? what is this so horses don't like having saddles put on them sometimes and so they will purposely like expand their chest while you're fitting the saddle on them uh-huh. and then once you start riding they'll exhale and you fall off and like the saddle literally will like fall off to the side that's or whatever so masterful oh trolling anyway so that's kind of what you did with your guitar yeah Amazing. you're a little horse <laughs> yeah so then i guess the other the other thing and i think i did maybe tell part of this on our mutual friend Rebecca's podcast as well Classroom Crush check Classroom Crush everyone just check it out Hughes episode only check out that one yeah only don't don't check out my episode where I talked about a girl named Kiki I had a crush on when I was like 12 and I made her Clay Aiken mixtapes anyway continue oh, I talked on on that one I talked about meeting my now wife at Christian University where Aww. I I only went for one semester and it's because I got free tuition because my dad worked there and like if you already are the kind of person who didn't really try in high school and then you also have free tuition, like it's, fu- I, <laughs> I didn't no try pressure. at all. I absolutely <laughs> didn't try at all. I did no work. And then I sh- like, so it's like a university. So no matter what you're majoring in, you still have to take like Bible classes too, but also mm-hmm. like, I don't know, banking or whatever people learn in school. I don't really know. But um, <laughs> I went to, I went to my banking. New Testament class one day and I had been hanging out with Sarah my now wife like so late the night before and I just was kind of like you know I had hearts in my eyes I wasn't paying attention to school and I showed up to New Testament class and it was 
a surprise midterm on the life of Jesus Christ. Oh my God. And I, and this was what made me realize I need to drop out was I cheated on that test <gasps> about Jesus Christ. Josiah. And then I, I felt so guilty for like <laughs> days. And then I actually confessed to the professor because I felt so guilty. And then you confessed. I mean, I, it was probably, you know, at, at the time I was like, Oh wow. Grace. So powerful. It's probably cause like my dad worked there, but he was like, Okay, well, we'll just scrap this and you can try to make up your grade with writing some essays or something. This feels Uh, like a parable. It does, right? And you will be asked questions about your Lord one day and you will be tempted (laughs) to cheat. And if you do, you must confess. There was a man who was the son of a pastor yet knew not about Jesus' life. So when the test came for him, he had to cheat. He lied. Oh my God. Exactly. So that that was like the catalyst for me to be like, I don't think this is for me. So I dropped out of that school. That's fair. Uh, and then my dad quit like the a year Jesus later, so test made you drop out. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, did I fail or pass the Jesus test? That's it's hard so to true. Know, really. Very Christ-like, very Christ-like thinking. I love. It. I would say you passed, and because because you know what, at the end of the day, Jesus's most important commandment was being true to yourself, and that's what you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be you. Yeah. I don't know. If that's and this, true, I tell but... you, do you. <laughs> All right, Jesus, we will. Oh, boy. Well, Josiah, thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, Yeah. Oh, how fun. Um, Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. My voice gets lower Perfection. and lower with each mix. <laughs> slightly like, more entertaining. Singles Ministry, where we take one single song from the Christian canon or Christian adjacent canon and talk about it for the entirety of the second half of the show. Now, Josiah, you were talking before. It seems like generally your music tastes skewed punk, punk pop, alternative rock, things of that nature, as far as even Christian music goes as well. Yeah, I mean, I kind of listen to a little bit of everything. Anything with a good beat. Okay, okay. this guy's <laughs> this guy's got something cooking up there in the old noggin. A track I of think all I've trades. Just, I, I've always been really into like outsider weird music in general, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I loved going to shows, and so I always loved the energy of like punk and hardcore shows. My dad took me to see MXPX when I was like fourteen. 15 wow and um then i started going to the shows at the university and it was always like i was just blown away by like the power and energy of hardcore punk bands and it was christian punk bands too like comeback kid figure four um 
some friends of mine that became really good friends uh the wpp they were called they were like super unknown just local to vancouver uh they started christian and then you know you know how it goes but um (laughs) they didn't yeah they were kind of like i think like things like fugazi or um you know the other things that most people learn about i i learned about the christian version first and then i went from there so uh and my friends like had zines and stuff where they would write about christian punk and hardcore so i was always yeah so i always like knew all about that kind of stuff but i cut there's two things about the innocence mission that i think appeals to me one thing is i think what i actually just don't like is kind of and and i've changed a bit as i've gotten older i don't like like middle of the road kind of like middle ground music but the innocence mission is so wussy that to me it becomes like hardcore again it's like (laughs) intent because it's like so like you're gonna like walk around with a band called the innocence mission that's like picking a fight very soft it's like fuck you yeah well and sonically giving the impression that if you blew on either of them they would fall down and die (laughs) immediately right (laughs) they would exactly cease to exist it's like so aggressively uncool and wimpy i think is what i love about that it makes that sense. it just becomes like tough as hell to me yeah. um, and then the, the other thing about this particular band that i love is like i think it was just like finding out that people were christian when you're obsessed with christian music but you couldn't really tell at first that was like a sick vibe to just be like this is a Christian band. This song is actually like really profound and powerful and beautiful about like trying to be a better person, but it doesn't, it's not like, it's not just another clone of with or without you by you two that are like, you know, it's not just like some bullshit in church. It's like, there's so many layers to it. And and then it starts to feel like a piece, like a musical piece of literature or something where there's like so many layers to it. And it's so beautiful that you can glean so much from it. So I think that's what, what draws me to the song and also, well, there's more to it, but that's kind of, I think, why, why this fits into my my Christian music canon. Yeah, and just to give it some context, the Innocence, the Innocence Mission was a band, primarily the it's based on a married couple, Don mm-hmm. and Karen Paris. The original uh, Karen, yeah. The original, she she was a total Karen. I'll say it, she's a, she's a total Karen, if you listen to their music. So the band, the members met during a 1980 Catholic school production of Godspell. So their origin story is entwined in meeting, working on this, you know, Stephen Schwartz, Christian adjacent Talk musical. <laughs> and then they like weirdly intersect with, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name, but Joni Mitchell's husband was a producer on one of their first EPs. Mr. Mitchell. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Mitchell. Johnny, Johnny Mitchell. Johnny yeah. Mitchell. Jo- hey, John E. Mitchell. Hey, Joni Mitchell, and then there's me, Johnny Mitchell. I can produce it for a price. That's Lady Gaga's character. <laughs> uh, yes, and so they've never really identified as a Christian band, ever. I think it's just like something that informs their worldview the way where it's like, yeah, I'm from Texas, so there's some like Southern elements and my music would (laughs) would inform, uh, you know, any other musician's worldview. Uh, But there's nothing uh, strictly religious about them, even though they got a little bit of play in the CCM world. I do love to consult, as per usual, the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music. Oh, excellent. uh, For all things, you know, and especially for a... Uh, a 
band like this where they were new to me and I did not I say that like I'm a fucking scholar like even I was stumped <laughs> uh, but was stumped by them um, so the Innocence Project okay, excuse me mission. the Innocence Mission Jesus <laughs> Christ you know what happened I've, that should I, just be our charity for this episode yeah you know <laughs> we've what? given them so many bumps screw already. gun safety we're good on that we're doing the Innocence Project no the Innocence Mission uh, I do like the way that Mark Allen Powell contextualizes them it's a college oriented art pop band from Pennsylvania with more connections in the general market than Christian music subculture led by a married couple Don and Karen and is built around Karen's sultry soprano vocals <laughs> okay, Mark. and mystical poetic songwriting um seven ball describes her singing as fraught with quiet passion and mildly self-conscious mutterings which is just yeah ascribing a lot uh which i think is very funny the group's overall sound is often rightly compared to that of Ten Thousand maniacs or the Sundays. Uh, CCM Magazine said that the Instance Mission seems almost a journal of someone's quest for faith and attempt to live in faith. The Parises are Roman Catholic, and specific images of their faith appear frequently in their songs. Um, and the the group enjoys some respect within the general market, especially in the folk scene, uh, and then talks about their you know credentials. And even gives a little shout out to Likes of Canada. First, she displays a remarkable capacity for finding wonder in what is ordinary. I would also say, and maybe make the argument, and I'd be curious what your take is on this, Josiah, that Karen Paris is one of the godmothers of bananas and avocados vocals. Do, do we know what I'm talking about? Singing in cursive? Singing in cursive. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I never... There's two things that have really triggered me while you've been talking and made me realize because I the Innocence Mission is a band called the Innocence Mission and it sounds how it does so it's not like you know I know some people who are like Innocence Mission heads we'll talk about it in a second but it's not like I go around like being like hey do you want to talk about the Innocence Mission with me it's more of an internal thing as you're saying it out loud I'm realizing absolutely it's some singing in cursive shit which is upsetting but i think karen <laughs> keeps it reined in pretty good it's not there's you're not yeah. gonna see like tiktok you're not gonna see tiktoks of the innocence mission hopefully uh and then the other thing i was thinking <laughs> is like you know this isn't this isn't like a pivot to trad cath like ha- that's happening on the darker corners of twitter right now this is like these people are like like when I listen to the Innocence Mission, I can feel a pew digging into my upper thigh. <laughs> discomfort. Like, it's like, this is like old, stinky church music. Not yeah. like, uh, it's not, there's nothing contemporary about it. That's what, also what I love about it. It's like, there's nothing worship team or kids. I don't know. It just doesn't, it just sounds like it's from another time. And actually, you mentioned them in past tense earlier, but they still yeah. release new, like, they had a new album like two years ago. Yeah, and yeah, Karen yeah. had a, they put a new one solo out album last yeah. year as well. And so she, like, they're just still going and it all sounds like this and it just all sounds like like old art teacher it's like it's almost like you know they that write-up mentioned that they're kind of art art pop or alternative adjacent Mm -hmm. they seem like they've probably have never heard of grunge even you know what i mean like they just seem like they've just been accidentally making the same music for like a hundred years or however long it's been. They just like have no, there's almost no context with, with which they plug in to any contemporary culture. Yeah. It's like they were behind contemporarily and then the times caught up to them. Like, I feel like you can hear Regina Spector in some of the way she sings almost like I put like Tori Amos and the Kate Bush stuff in, in that same category as Mm -hmm. her, as her vocals 
as well. Just, and just so everyone knows, the the vine that we're talking about. Welcome to my kitchen. <laughs> we have bananas and avocados. <laughs> there's a there's a great evolution of singing in cursive on on YouTube that people can watch. <laughs> Uh, but there's that. But let's let's take a quick listen to at least a part of the song from the 1999 album Birds of My Neighborhood. This is Lakes of Canada by The Innocence Mission. And I'm still going to go with this intro. If you thought it was going to start, I fooled you, and I meant to do that on purpose. <laughs> I think this song's going to start the post now. On Lakes of Canada. I feel that I could change There's a sad and joy that's like The fish are moving right I thought I saw it Rowing on the lakes of Canada gives the listener a basic impression of the song. I, I am with Josiah's opinion that it's so soft that it's hard. <laughs> like it loops back onto itself. It's horseshoe uh, theory, I think, of coolness, though, not of anything else. Yet. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, no disrespect. Uh, yes, yeah, so Lakes of Canada. It is, I think, your comparison before of literature is pretty apt because what it's describing, at least listening to me, this band's new to me. I wasn't familiar with them. Other than like Osmosis, maybe like one or two of their most, most popular songs I'd probably heard in some passing fashion before. But I, I did notice on their Wikipedia that they actually uh, had a song in the pilot of Beverly Hills 90210, which is insane what? to me. <laughs> they, they weirdly got a lot of tracking. Uh, yeah. Over, yeah, they were in... Grey's Anatomy, Party of Five, the movie Empire Records, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, the great Ezra Miller vehicle. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so they got you know they got royalties from network huh. TV a good amount. Um, yes, but this is something that is uh, much like Sufjan's stuff. Uh, Sufjan Stevens, who ended up doing a cover of this song and spoke very eloquently about it. It is a sort of at least musical or sonic approximation of a spiritual feeling. But the musical approximation is is also in the lyrics. So it's not just instruments and arrangement that this sounds sort of divine or this sounds like it's it's touching something like that. But it's also reflected in the sort of opaque dreaminess of the lyrics and like snatches of an image and snatches of like a want or a desire. But you're only getting little flashes of it. It's not a full coherent beginning middle end narrative or an i want and this is gonna happen etc etc sort of song it's like 
it happens sort of piecemeal and it's up to the listener to sort of interrogate the way it's making them feel and uh very beautifully and successfully so i think so um as far as the song goes so so what did it mean to you in the past like what was your own personal relationship with it josiah so i think like i was already you know playing in punk and hardcore bands and i was also playing on the worship team at church and so i was aware of all these different worlds uh but there's this guy named jonathan anderson who is a producer uh sort of an indie rock producer about an hour outside of vancouver uh i think probably in the same city where we lived in langley bc uh and he like he's just kind of quietly been producing uh a lot of different artists who kind of in that sort of (laughs) not quite uh christians in a band which is my favorite uh, genre you know we're not a christian band we're christians in the switch foot reliant came yeah Yeah. like even even further than that kind of the the don't ask don't tell kind of uh christian (laughs) world yeah uh of stuff like he's done you know andy schauf who's really popular is like the most recent artist that he's worked with but he also worked with my brother he produced some music for my brother's projects and uh he worked with a lot of my friends growing up kind of like in this realm and he used to cover this song live and his cover uh his artist name is jonathan inc inc so i I encourage everyone to check it out uh it's on his band camp jonathan inc lakes of canada but his cover is like this sort of sprawling it's almost like page of the line which was kind of the itch that i was always scratching back then too but it's in its own way it's just this beautiful indie pop version and that was my introduction to it so i was used to it as and it does get big at the end his version of it it has kind of like still tasteful i think the guilty thing for anyone who's trying to like um create music that speaks to like spirituality is you always end up making explosions in the sky by accident in the end yes and that was like yeah yeah so that was kind of like what i always found and i don't i'm not saying he does that i think his cover is beautiful but it does have some of that sort of grandiosity at the end and so i always expected the original to sound like that and then when i heard it it's what you were just describing it's like Mm. even musically it doesn't actually really go anywhere it's just this like glimpse of an idea that you can like i've been listening to it all day in preparation for this and it's just like you can listen to it forever and kind of obsess over it and and hold it and so i had heard the jonathan anderson version and i loved that one and then i heard this one and I didn't really love it because I thought she sounded like my grandma at first. And then I, it took me a while to, <laughs> to get into it. Uh, and then I started to like it. And then uh, Sufjan covered it for the Blogatech uh, takeaway shows, which was like kind of the first YouTube viral videos of yeah. people like, you know, on the train tracks or in an elevator or like the arcade fire doing whatever they were doing. Like kind of like it's like borderline like indie flash mobs <laughs> yeah like, it was like, a different time this is 2007 so youtube is like two years old and we do have that His cover is obviously very pretty and it feels very, uh, you know, it feels like a natural banjo-y. fit. What's that? Feels very banjo y. You know, <laughs> it's, it's well said, Caroline. It does feel very banjo y. Uh, <laughs> 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 
Uh, he spoke to the song saying, I'm in awe of big songs, national anthems, rock operas, the Broadway musical, but what I always come back to is the small song that makes careful observations about everyday life. This is what makes music by the innocent mission so moving and profound. Lakes of Canada creates an environment both terrifying and familiar using sensory language. Incandescent bulbs and rowboats are made palpable by careful rhythms, unobtrusive rhyme schemes, and specificity of language. What is so remarkable about Karen's lyrics are the economy of words, concrete nouns, fish, flashlight, laughing man, which come to life with melodies that dance around the scale like sea creatures, panic and joy, a terrible sense of awe, the dark indentations of memory all come together at once, accompanied by the joyful strum of an acoustic guitar. And that was a tweet thread. It wasn't, but it would be funny <laughs> if it was like thread, one of nine. All right, Sufjan. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, so I mean, you know, I... My whole life also has been a pendulum swinging back and forth between being a snob and between just sincerely loving the new MGK uh, pop punk term. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like lost in that realm too. But I was like a very, very, very early Sufjan adopter because I was just kind of plugged into that world of like, you know, cool Christian shit. And uh, he was from that world, like knowing that he was from Danielson family. Danielson, and, uh, yeah. The Danielson documentary, uh, uh, also an incredible uh, piece. I don't know if you've seen that. It's so good. Um, but he's in that as well. So I was like really early on into Sufjan. And having already known the Jonathan Inc. version and the original and then seeing him do it, I was like, this is like, this is like the pre, this is like Christian music for Christian music heads. Or like, this is like <laughs> the, deep, the deep cut mm-hmm. shit. So um, that got me really obsessed. And then it wasn't. The thing is, I, st- I feel like I still don't fully understand the lyrics, but I like that about it. I like that it's kind of opaque. And I remember a quote from Damien Gerardo once, um, and I forget the actual quote or where I read it, so I'm probably going to butcher it. Uh, he said, I was going to say something funny and misattribute it, but I can't think of something. Always right be closing. Now, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, but he said something along the lines of like, he he is a Christian, and I don't know if a lot of people know that, but he, like, Damien Gerardo's first band was with David Bazan, and he, like, grew up in that world. Uh, but he said that, like, his music just reflects his Christianity in the sense that it's cre- he's creating something of beauty, and he thinks that, like, the act of creation is, like, itself a form of worship, not, like, making a song that's, like, you know open the eyes of my heart lord or whatever you know, he's like like just the Which act is of beautiful something. to some and we want to be song positive on the show it's true it's true can uh, we hear the, uh, the uh, jonathan inc version yeah here of I'll drop, i, I can drop hear you that the... oh yeah let's put it up i feel like i am also on the quest to understand this song and i feel like this is a piece of it Okay, so this is the Jonathan Inc. version, which you can find at jonathaninc.bandcamp.com. I'll skip ahead a little bit. Get to the end. 
Very explosions. Yeah, yeah, he hits it. He hits it. Okay, Riggins is going to make that touchdown. I just know it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's in between those two polarities, there is some beautiful nuance in his version, though, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that being a little more. Caroline, how did this song make you feel? Even if we're still interrogating, what does it actually mean? What does this represent? Who's the laughing man? What's the fish? All that stuff. How did how did yeah. the listening experience make you feel? Um, it was nice. I mean, it's soothing and it's it's definitely pretty. And I feel like um, obviously the lyrics and the sound of it very much give you a winter walk kind of feel. Not in like a very comfortable way, I guess. <laughs> and like, just like it's really cold um, and you're on a walk through the winter. And like, I lived in Michigan and so that's what I think of too, like hearing these lyrics and like Lakes of Canada and stuff. Um, so I, it's, it's pretty and I don't, I just, I also feel bad cause I don't know if it's like capturing me the way it seems to have captured like Josiah and all these other artists that, that like have found something in this song. Um, and maybe it is like, I, I've had songs like, like this that are like so simple, but the, the lyrics are poetic in a way that like you have to keep listening to it until you uncover like 17 new meanings. Um, and so I, I can tell that this is maybe that that song, but I, I kind of walk away like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe it's too simple for me. Like, I need a little bit more intrigue or something. But um, maybe I just need to listen to it another 40 or 50 times to get there. There's a sudden joy that's like a fish, a moving light. I thought I saw it rowing on the lakes of Canada. It, sound, it does sound very cold. And almost very lonely, you know, and in the in the mundanity of it, uh, yeah. So it it does uh, when, when I've even heard interpretations from it, like, "Oh, laughing man, don't tell me what can't be done." I saw one into this is fully apocryphal, but I saw one interpretation of this on the internet that was like, I I heard it was about. Don and Karen couldn't conceive a child, and the doctor was the laughing man. And they're saying, don't tell us what can't be done. Oh and it's God. like, I mean, maybe I, it feels weird to talk about a person's personal life like that. But even just like that sort of. Well, they are celebrities. So they choose to put themselves that's out That's true. There. Like that's the part of the deal. The, the Dumois submissions on <laughs> Don alone. And just like the product he puts in his hair now. Like yeah, it's exactly. unbelievable. <laughs> no, but that sort of thing like that where it is so like openly composed in a way where it's like, I guess that's a valid read. I don't know. You know? I mean, who hasn't been terrified of a laughing man in, in their lives? I mean, the image <laughs> is chilling. Maybe they're describing a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, basically. Maybe they're describing, guys, should I say it? Maybe they're describing the Joker. The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a good villain in the song. Or, or like that could be a friend or that could be a doctor or yeah. that could literally be like a Satan, yeah. you know, allegory too of, of Satan, you know, like laughing at your efforts to grow or change and telling you that it cannot happen um, if you do want to get Catholic with it. So sure, I, 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 I like the fact that that whoever that other person is, that's like the antithesis to what you're trying to do could could be a lot of different things but a laughing man yeah not as not a frowning not a scary one but, but like someone who's one. actively like poking fun at you at whatever effort you're what trying have to make you won? i know and so there's images like that where it's like even just that as a fragment cuts through 
I mean, this is just like songwriting shit now, but like, like that stuff is so clear that it's like, ooh, that's strong and it makes me feel weird or in a way like, um, and even, even fragments like, I feel that I could change feels really <laughs> resonant and powerful, even just as that's, like yeah. a vague sense of, I feel like I could change. The opening being, look for me another day, I feel that I could change. Which I think that's is like, uh, that's definitely the part that resonates the most with me. And uh, mm-hmm. Caroline, what you were saying, I f- almost feel like that's what I like about it is that like maybe for some people it just doesn't hit. Like I feel like there's too many songs in the world, and I like the idea of, especially like Christian music was always trying to reach so many people. So to make right. something that's just kind of like so vague and almost hard to parse is so interesting to me because it's like. You don't. Ha- it doesn't have to work for everyone. And also, this band is wussy as fuck. So I mean, already, <laughs> yeah. Half no, people, I think there's the totally the merits to that. Of like, this is this is gonna hit you in your specific life. It's not gonna be the song that the pastor throws to as like a slam dunk mm-hmm. at the end of the sermon. <laughs> exactly. You know, like no one will use this as a teachable moment. But for the people who it resonates with or it has a meaning for, like it becomes yeah deeply personal and special and, well, also, and something that could fold yeah. into your faith. Exactly, and, and also Kevin, what you were just saying—that's really what does stand out to me more than any of the like describing the nature of the verse. Just look for me another day. I feel that I could change. Is like, I mean, no matter what you believe or not, I feel like everyone is just constantly like wanting to do better or change or like just kind of beating themselves up. But it's not even in a negative way. It's like I—I I feel that I could change. Is like kind of like believing in yourself in this like mm. pensive way too. It's. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It was such an economy of words. So it yeah. really is. Well, and, and and that's what it recreated for me is that specific thing, even just the idea in the 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 geography and the locationality of the song being lakes of Canada and maybe it's someone on a vacation. I get I get this way like vacation brain, especially when I'm alone, where I'm just walking in a city that I haven't been in before. I d- I'm not familiar with it. And the experiences are so new and novel. There does create this. There's almost this, uh, uh, like, like dreamlike or, or delusional thing. I feel where it's like, I guess I can be whoever I want to be today. Like I'm just walking <laughs> right. around in London right now. You know, I like <laughs> yeah. who knew I was gonna be here? And I feel like I could change if <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Caroline, I'm not. I'm not making my way downtown. <laughs> no. I'm hearing when I wa- like, picture you like walking the streets of London <laughs> being and, like who oh, am I could be this guy and, here and where it's like it's me squinting looking at a body of water and running my fingers yeah. across the top of it at the same time that's kind of my experience of it yeah oh, to- well grow and so I grew up in BC I've been around plenty of lakes of Canada I've been on many a walk with my youth group where oh, the yeah. youth pastor is wearing a puffy vest uh, and putting his arm on your shoulder like this and saying, I'd really like to encourage you to whatever. You know, always trying to encourage you to do or think something. Um, but always, I can't, I'm, I've been trying to remember the worship song all night and I can't remember it, but there was one that was like all about nature and it was around mm. the era of Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord, like, I don't know, gazing upon creation or something. I can think of so many times being like in a valley or a gulch or some other kind of nature area and being told <laughs> to gaze around and take it all in as this magnificent creation. And maybe it's because I was told, but it just doesn't hit really that the same way. But then this song makes me think more of like when you're least expecting it or not looking for it. And then you do see like the majesty of the world around yes. you. This kind of sublime moment that's not, you're not looking for it necessarily. So that's. Yeah. 
or it's not obviously beautiful but yeah the fact that you're observing it and taking it in yeah Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and I'm getting more emotional the more we talk about that because I just think that's such a powerful idea. But uh, mm. uh, before I do that, I do want to transition to a segment we do on the show sometimes called Cover Me, Cover me. where we go to various sources. We've already done it a little bit uh, with Jonathan Inc. and the Sufjan Stevens covers, but every cover I found of this song on YouTube was very good. Oh. <laughs> like all of them. And he I, was searching. He I, was searching I, I was, for I was a loser. for some sloppy <laughs> shit and I found none. Oh, you couldn't find a 10 year old that you could dunk on, <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> That's too bad. It's fine. <laughs> no. That's exactly what we do on 155 as well. Like, I yeah. just, and, and usually I skip the good ones. Like it's so boring to watch yeah. the good covers. Oh no, and this is boring. So instead what I did is I commented on all of them. Nice. <laughs> So I did that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this one got back to me and said, thank you. So that's nice of her. Uh, Yeah. So not, I guess, yeah, not much to do with that. The Essence Mission has a really good tiny desk concert as well uh, that I recommend people check out. Also, there's one, they did a little Pace Studios uh, set in New York. Is that her husband? That's her husband. So That's Don. Uh, that's Don. That's Karen. Okay. She's the songwriter. He's the eye candy, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> also, when you hear her speak, you're like, oh, that's that's her voice. Uh-huh. It's, not, it's not like some singers where they're putting on affectation that's or a like character. That's just how she talks. Yeah. I'm a longing to give something of, of worth. Um, so, do you want to play this now? The husband okay. is really throwing me. <laughs> really throwing me. Why is that, Carol? Like, here, Maybe. we'll share our screen with just that. <laughs> I, just... uh, I know. I mean, I know what he looks like. He's a pimp. Because they oh look like father-daughter, maybe? A little yeah, bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Bernie <laughs> Sanders and a staffer. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a whole narrative for them. I guess... Little oh, Carrie yeah. Brown scene, maybe? Yeah, they do seem kind of like, a, I mean, birds of the neighborhood. They're pretty Portlandia, for sure. Yeah! Look at him and his tiny guitar. It's a ukulele. Is it? <laughs> oh, and I have has, one, and they're cool. He has some uh, instrumental records, too, where he's just like, he's just like the tone that he pulls jamming. off is so sick. Yeah. yeah so he doesn't spend any time roll. dyeing his hair or, like, you know, he's just he's just all about that tone. He doesn't I like anything it. Else. I cool. like them together. Cool. Again, I the just sent you, a, th- there's a VHS vi- uh, rip that I've watched a few times of them playing at Borders Bookstore in the 90s. If oh, you my God. see them, like, the coolest of the cool. He really looks like Glenn Humplick from the Tom Green show back then, actually. Okay, let's check it out. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Natalie Merchant Corps. Yeah, totally. The drummer, like, just with a shaker and a and a brush. And here's my favorite reason ever that a drummer's left the band, because it was a quartet, and then it became three, starting on this album, the 99 album, and he leaves to become a chef. Oh, <laughs> <He> le- <laughs> good for him. It, he liked that, Ed. It wasn't like, he was addicted to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what it was, Carol. Like, he was shaking the egg. He's like, I could do more with this egg. I get ideas. <laughs> My art. That's oh, awesome. So good. Well, I think, I think it's time to rate the song. The way this works, Josiah, is we give it a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast is a thumbs up. We send this song all the way to heaven. Or Holy Roast, we send it down. 
Or if we're not quite sure, we can send it to the Roman Catholic Purgatory, which is... The space between... And we'll, were you harmonizing there with yeah. that space between? That's nice. I was going to do it. Should we just re-record those ourselves? Yeah. To hell. And See, sell it on Patreon. Yeah, and sell them and not play them on the show. <laughs> Caroline always got that uh, I, eye for what you sells. know, I'm looking at the dollars. All right, we turn to you, okay. Caroline. Um, I I think this song will be happy to be put where I'm going to put it. Oh my god! I think Whoa. this song belongs there in every sense, and that is the space between. Um, it's very you know liminal spaces come to okay. mind. Uh, I, and for me, like I said, wasn't hitting, um, but I respect it, and I'm glad that uh it exists because I I I am always down for um. Like Josiah pointed out, a less broad, more poetic reading of life and faith and our existence here and uh, all the all the pictures that it conjures. Okay, a very well put, eloquent defense of her position. <laughs> Apologetic. <laughs> the apologetics of it. All right, Josiah, we turn it to you. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. I wish, and that's the thing. Like normally, I just talk shit on stuff. I do the same thing as you. I dunk on tw- on ten year olds, twelve year olds. I mean, I just dunk <laughs> on children. I mock people who who are passionate thing? enough about music. Yeah, that's the GCF thing. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it's weird for me just to talk so passionately about something so beautiful that I love so much. But I gotta just you know, it's going to heaven. That's it. That's all I got. I yeah. got nothing funny. The, the problem is, there's just nothing. It's hard to be funny when you're. When you just love something, when you're in sincerely. love, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you love something, you want to defend it. Oh, exactly. consider the source. You have to whisper it. When you love someone, you want to defend it. Consider the source. Uh, and then it concludes with me. I would say charitably, this is. I would put this in the top ten songs that we've ever talked about or covered on the show. Damn. I think this song top is so 10. yes. I mean, think about the <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's not like a, a hall of winners. <laughs> better than Colored People by DC Talk is like, yeah, yeah, probably better than that. I would love to know. I didn't listen to it, but I saw you did an episode on Almost There by Pedro the Lion, which I think I yes, loved when I was yes. a teenager. And when I've, revisited, when I've revisited that song uh, in, the, in a car with my wife on a road trip, I've been asked to please turn it off because it's so embarrassing. It was probably me um, in your car. It's so melodramatic. It's like ridiculous. Because Page of the Line for me is all about like tone, like being chill, being dead inside. Yeah. And that song is so <laughs> melodramatic. He's it's a little like, drama Obama on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit him. I think I mean my in my memory I was a space between, but I might have uh I might have been more charitable on the podcast. I was not a roast, I don't think. Yeah, that's show, oh my god. Top ten. I would put I in mean, the top ten. The I innocence mission very, would never. They would never no, they, they would never do that. No. And yes, I will defend top ten. It just no, like great. it really hit me in an emotional place. That's and in good. fact, I put off re listening to it. For a while today, because I didn't want didn't to feel cry. emotional. They sure didn't want to cry. <laughs> didn't want to boo hoo hoo, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gracious. So cool. that was my. And, oh, great. And Josiah, thank you for introducing the Innocence Mission into yeah. my life. This is going to be something I spin a lot. And actually, the thing I didn't say, they do have a, they do have like an EP of religious music and hymns. I think it's called In Christ Alone, but. Oh, Christ is my hope from 2000. Christ is my hope. 
in Christ, Christ my, my hope. hope. It's a guy who forgot the lyrics, <laughs> but he needs to get hope in there. Christ, my hope. My hope is Christ. Christ is my hope, and that's my thing. That's my thing. Yeah, but Innocence Mission, I will be replaying. Innocence Mission. It's the Innocence Mission. <laughs> it's kind of getting Bjorky a little bit. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of a earlier artist that would belong to cursive core vocally than like Tori Bush and George and, and George H. W. George H. W. Mission accomplished. We're gonna invade the Iraq. Strategy. Oh my god. Oh wow. man. <laughs> I'm a decider. I, hope I make fun. decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh gracious. Okay, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go. Uh, time to bring it down. And Josiah, bring it down to a worshipful space. A little dimmer. We're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles. And on other podcasts, maybe your own podcast, you promote your projects. You. You, you plug yourself and your social media handles. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift them call? up. Is it's, this an altar call? It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Time and to recommit. You're coming to the altar to re, to recommit your life to pod. And that's us. <laughs> <laughs> recommit your life to pod. It's it's not a religion. It's a relationship. And the relationship <laughs> is that uh, you have to come on the show again in like a year or so. Uh, <laughs> and we're not here. We're here to lift things up to the Lord, including... Our projects, what we're working on, and maybe something we're enjoying in the secular culture. Caroline, we'll start with you. What do you have to lift up? I'm always working on this great project we call Life at Caroline's Farth, <laughs> TikTok or Twitter or wherever. And, uh, you know, speaking of recommitment, I'm going to re lift up Remy Wolf and I'm going to lift up a specific song this time because I know you guys didn't listen to the album the first time I lifted Whoa, it up. Whoa, call So now out. I'm going to lift up <laughs> the one song called Liz, which I cannot stop listening to. I have, I have sang it brassy. I've sang it crying. It's just, it's the song. Crying? So, um, you know what? Go back, listen to it again. I love a cry sing-along. Yeah. Something that's good for that. It's a nice big song. I was just, uh, I just imagine you singing This Is Me in your car. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> or Piss Is Pee. Piss Is It's not, not happening. Okay. <laughs> hey, we all cried at that audition video with Hugh Jackman being like, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. But I can imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Caroline. We turn to Josiah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, first things first, the self promo part. Um, Lift up. every every Wednesday, we release a new episode of One Fifty Five. We used to talk about every Blink One Eighty Two song one at a time. We ran out of those, and so we just talk about a different punk song every week, whatever that might mean. Uh, you know, it could be the Sex Pistols, it could be Avril Lavigne, it could be any kind of nice. punk. Could mean all kinds of things. The amount of you think there's a lot of denominations in the church. Well, wait till you learn about punk. Uh, Brother, it's all over the place. So. This month we're doing uh, Good versus Evil. That's actually why I reached out to you. So we're doing That's fun. an MXPX song and then an Alkaline Trio song because they're kind of like devil-y. So we're doing one one and one uh, this month. So that's what we're working on every Wednesday. You can check it out, 155Pod. Something I've been enjoying in pop culture recently, 
I mean, I don't like a lot. I, I watch everything. I listen to everything. I don't like a lot. But I did really love... I've never been into the filmmaker Gaspar Noé. I've always found him to be, like, a little bit edgelord, at least contextually. But mm-hmm. I just watched his new film, Vortex, which is about Alzheimer's, which, like, so many... Uh, prestige things are about Alzheimer's it seems but this one was so incredibly done and it was like two square aspect ratio um, shots at the same time for the whole movie one of them with the wife who has dementia and one with the husband and the husband is played by Dario Argento as well so it's incredible film Uh, it was really good so that's you know I'm just I'm just talking about things I authentically like which is character for me isn't that nice Uh, so it's, I don't. I don't know. I feel exposed. I feel naked. Uh, Vortex sounds like the father remixed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it sounds it like is. a hardcore father. <laughs> I think it's exactly that. But yeah, it was incredible. It was so good. It it rocked my shit uh, last weekend. So hell yeah, that's my that's my wreck. Where can people lift you up on social media? Uh Josiah Hughes on Twitter is the main one, and I mostly just post horrible memes that i find in uh mommy blog facebook group. i'm just in like a hundred mommy blog an instant facebook follow groups. for I mean, me oh, right yeah. there. Post those. <laughs> mommy yeah. blog memes come on let's go uh thank you josiah you can lift me up at kevin t porter everywhere most especially on uh peloton which i canceled my subscription to like six months ago uh but you can still follow me there apparently uh, and the OnlyFans is uh, trending downwards. I haven't posted in like 20 days, though, so that's my bad. Um, that's the only reason. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't thrown the piggies a little slop in Just a little asking. bit. <laughs> throw, some pig- throw the piggies some piggies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one went to market. This one goes in my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Dexter, go to bed. <laughs> I am way ahead of you, man. <laughs> I'll lift up Elvis. Boz Lerman's Elvis. 10 out of 10 movie. 5 out of 5 stars. I really would recommend. I just finished. Okay, wait. I think it's the same screen marriage. Did you watch? This is, again, sorry to keep bringing it back to Punk. Yeah. Did you watch the Pistol show? On, I did uh, not, no. I think it's the same writer, and it's so embarrassing and cringy, but I absolutely loved it so much. And uh, I now I really want to see the Elvis movie because I think it's the same guy wrote it. I will say, for real, Austin Butler is extraordinary in the movie. He's so good, I can't believe it. Uh, he actually is. And then, you know, you got uh, Tom Hanks as the penguin in the That's movie awesome. as well. <laughs> 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 All right, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And leave us a review. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Every Town for Gun Safety. Josiah, thank you so much for joining us on the show, bud. Thank you. Josiah. Time. To, to bring a top 10 into Kevin's life. Congratulations, Truly. my friend. <laughs> top 10 GC. That would be a fun list of like, these are the top 10 songs we've covered on the podcast. Like, actually. Yeah, when things like, are starting to wind down. Unironic. <laughs> hey, whoa. <laughs> That's when we're experiencing our a, ears. Our, a vortex of our own. And I'm like, Caroline, I have an idea for a top 10 episode. And you're and like, like let's get you to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for okay, okay I, love I love you, you. Thank, thank you Emma, Emma. Amen. Amen. and Josiah I'll ask you what is a either Innocence Mission song or otherwise that you would like us to go out on today oh um, something to play us out I think you should play I'm the Bad Guy by MXPX uh, okay yeah. <laughs> I'm the I'm bad the real total guy. shift 
<laughs> the yeah. lyrics are God. very good. God. Oh, I think we covered this with Jordan Morris. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sickly look on Caroline's face is bringing her back to it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.